Welcome to the podcast of Woburn Baptist Church. We hope that you enjoy listening to the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. You can turn your Bibles to John chapter 1 again. John chapter 1. We'll be uh, starting in verse 19 this morning. Last week we looked at the very beginning of the book of John, and we saw uh, how John, the apostle who's writing this, is telling us that Jesus was pre-existent. He he didn't have a beginning there in Bethlehem. He didn't have a beginning there as He was laid in a manger, but He existed from all eternity. He was with God. He was God. And the Word became flesh. Here in the passage we're going to look at today, we're going to see what I've called a tale of two kinsmen. We have this relationship between John the Baptist and Jesus. John the Baptist, we see this this close relationship in in the Gospel of Luke, where we begin the Gospel of Luke not with the angel telling Mary that she would have a baby, but we see the angel coming to Zechariah and telling him that his wife is going to have a baby. And this child will be the forerunner of the Messiah. This child will be filled with the Spirit from birth. And we know from, um, from uh, Luke chapter 1 and verse uh, 36 and 37 that Mary and Elizabeth were relatives. Um, it says... Uh, in, in Luke 1, verses 36 and 37, And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. So Elizabeth, John's mother, and Mary were relatives. There was a, a relationship between these two men. What is that relationship? Well, In our passage today, John makes it very clear what that relationship is. Let's look at uh, John chapter 1, beginning in verse 19. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed, and he did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. So they said to him, who are you? We need to give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now, they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, Why then are you baptizing if you are neither the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water, but among you stands one whom you do not know. Even he who comes after me, the strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. These things took place in Bethany across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The next day, he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, 
the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness. I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and bore witness that this is the Son of God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we pray that you would speak to us today. Lord, you would give us ears to hear and eyes to see. Lord, be with me, a weak and frail man. I pray that you would give me strength to preach your word. In Jesus' name, amen. John is one who had a testimony to give about Jesus. It begins, and this is the testimony of John. John's ministry was all about testifying to what was about to come. These, these Levites and these priests, they came to Jesus asking because of the Pharisees. Now, for the Pharisees, we know they were the religious leaders of the day. This was kind of a, a, a religious um, or political party. And uh, they they were the strict ones. They wanted to make sure that people were following what the Torah said, what the Old Testament said. And they, they, um, they wanted to make sure that nobody was, was leading the people astray. And they sent these priests and these Levites to John to ask him, who are you? They asked him different questions. They asked him, are you the Christ? And John He said, no, no, I am not the Christ. I am not the Christ. He denied that very, very clearly. And he asked him, are you Elijah? Now, why would they ask him if he was Elijah? Well, if we look back into Malachi, the very last of the prophets, of the minor prophets, there it ends, the Old Testament, with this promise or a curse that Before the Messiah comes, on the day before the Lord comes in judgment, that Elijah would come again. He would turn the hearts of the children to their fathers and the fathers to their children. And so they had this expectation. They longed for the Messiah to come, and they knew before this happened, even Jews today, the, the Jewish people today have this expectation that Elijah will come before the Messiah. So they ask him, are you Elijah? And John, of course, he, he wasn't actually Elijah. Now we, later we see Jesus is asked about John's identity and he says that he, he was Elijah. Now how do we make these things make sense? John, he, he's clearly saying, I'm not the reincarnation or something of of." Of Elijah. It's not that Elijah has come back from the dead in a very literal sense, but John is the one who's fulfilling the prophecy there in Malachi. John is the one who is fulfilling that prophecy as the one who was the forerunner of the Messiah. So he said, No, I'm not Elijah. Because he wasn't literally Elijah. 
But at the same time, he was the one who was fulfilling the prophecy pointing to Elijah. And then they asked, are you the prophet? You know, this could be kind of ambiguous. It as says the prophet. It's not just asking, are you some prophet? Are you any prophet? But it says, are you the prophet? Now, who would they be talking about? Well, in Genesis, it talks about the fact that uh, there will be someone who will be a prophet like Moses. Someone who will start something brand new. Uh, there was an expectation that there would be this prophet like Moses. Moses was the one who gave the law. He was the one who was the founder, in many senses, of, of, uh, of Judaism as they knew it. But there was a promise there would be someone that was a prophet like Moses. Maybe this is what they were asking. And John says, no, I'm, I'm not the prophet. I'm not the prophet. These priests and these Levites were not satisfied. They needed an answer so they could go back to the Pharisees and report. You know, whenever you have a job and you have to go do something, your, job, your boss expects you to be able to, to give an answer, Right? Uh, and not, not to be satisfied with just, well, we couldn't figure it out. These Pharisees, these uh, uh, Le um, Levites and priests, they ask him, who are you? John said, I'm just the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. And what he does there is he identifies himself with the prophecy from Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 3 of one who would come, a voice crying out in the wilderness. The Lord is coming. Get ready. That's what John was. That's what he claimed to be. John here, he is asked, who are you? And John says, I baptize with water. Later on in the passage, we see the fulfillment of, of, of that, uh, that saying. He, he just kind of gives half of it here. He says, I baptize with water. Later on, he says, he who sent me to baptize with water, on, uh, see, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. There's one coming later that's going to baptize with the Holy Spirit. But John here says, I baptize with water, but he, there is one among you here that you don't know. So Jesus apparently present there with them as these priests and these Levites come. He's, and they're asking, who are you? Why, on what authority do you baptize? We, we didn't baptize before. This is not some, one of the Jewish institutions, baptism. Why are you doing this? Why are you introducing something new? He says that God has sent him. God has sent him to baptize with water, but there is one among them, Jesus, who was going to baptize with the Holy Spirit. And he talks about this one. He says, this one who comes after me, you know, Jesus was born after John the Baptist, but I am not worthy to untie his sandals. Now, the one who would untie a sandal would be the lowest slave of the household. The lowest slave of the household would, would be the one who would untie somebody's sandal and wash their feet, just as we saw Jesus 
washed his disciples' feet, and he says that we are to wash one another's feet. John here says, I am not worthy even to be that lowest of the lowest slave who would bow down and untie his sandal. That's who John says he is. He is not some high and exalted person. He's not the Christ. He's not Elijah. He's not anybody that anybody should get worked up about. He says, I am just this voice crawling out in the wilderness. He minimizes himself. This is not about me, John says. This is about someone greater than me. This is about someone who I'm so low, I'm not even worthy to untie his sandal. And then, attention changes. The attention was on John. John was being asked, who are you? Who are you? And he says, it's not about me. It's not about me. I'm not the Christ. I'm not the prophet. I'm not Elijah. But there is one among you. Verse 29, the attention changes and now we're looking at Jesus. The next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and he said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John's ministry was not about himself. It was about pointing to the Lamb of God. We read just a moment ago about uh, the Lamb that God provided for Abraham as Abraham was supposed to walk up the mountain and to sacrifice his son. He told his son, God will provide a lamb. And as God stopped him and told him, don't do it. Don't sacrifice your son. I know that you believe in me now. He saw there a ram that was caught in the thicket. In the same way, Jesus is that substitute. He is that one who was provided by God Himself. He is the Lamb of God. We look at lambs in the Old Testament. We see this sacrificial system. And there were many different sacrifices. Sometimes they would sacrifice um, grain. And sometimes they would sacrifice pigeons or doves. Sometimes they would sacrifice bulls. But that lamb might have reference to that Day of Atonement. That day of all days in which the priest would lay his hands upon the ram and confess the sins of all the people. And all the sins of all the people would go upon that lamb. And the lamb would be slaughtered, taking away the sins of the people. But as David said, the blood of bulls and goats could never atone. It was always about Jesus. All of those sacrifices always pointed forward to Jesus, the Lamb of God, who would take away the sin of all the world. The next verse, <coughs> verse 30, says, This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me because he was before me. We saw this in the last, uh, the verses we looked at last week. It's basically repeating the same thing. But to the point it is, Jesus, though he came after John, he was before him. He existed from all eternity. This Lamb of God who was slain for the whole world to take upon Himself our sins, He has always been. He has always 
existed. Verse 31, I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water that he might be revealed to Israel. This introduces a little bit of confusion here. Marilyn asked me about it a couple of weeks ago. I myself did not know him. We see it again in verse 33. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me. We have this question. Okay, he says, I didn't know him. But in Matthew, whenever Jesus comes to John to be baptized, John says, you should be baptizing me. And so we have to reconcile this. How is it that John here says, I did not know him. But at the same time, John, apparently from the book of Matthew, knew who Jesus was and said, you are the one who should be baptizing me. I think there's a couple of things we need to take note of here. There's different kinds of knowing. There's different kinds of knowing. And the kind of knowing that I think John is here talking about is he's, he, he didn't get his information about the Messiah. He didn't get his knowledge of the Messiah of Jesus from man, from his own experience with Jesus himself. He got his experience, uh, he got his knowledge of who Jesus was directly from the revelation of God. It was God who revealed it to him. And in that, he is not taking any credit It's not any credit because he had just such a close relationship with Jesus. He's giving all the glory to God, saying, this is who God revealed to me. Does that answer the question? (laughs) That's about the best explanation I could see. It's it's, It's a different kind of knowing. And then in verse 31, again, it says, after me, I'm sorry, I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water that he might be revealed to Israel. John's purpose was to be revealed, or to reveal the Messiah, to open people's eyes, to point to him. John's entire ministry was just one of revealing and pointing to Jesus. Verse 32, And John bore witness, I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove. And it remained upon him. We see the story in the other Gospels of how when John baptized Jesus, the, the Spirit descended down on Jesus like a dove, and the voice from heaven spoke out saying, This is my Son in whom I am well pleased. Here we see Jesus is the one whom God gave a sign to reveal to the whole world. This is my son. And in verse 33, I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, he on whom you see the spirit descend and remain. This is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. We see in this identification of Jesus that Jesus is the Lamb of God. He is one greater than John. He is the one who John came to reveal. He's the one whom the the Holy Spirit gave a sign. And the one whom baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And finally, John says at the very end, verse 34, I have seen and bore witness that this is the Son of God. The Lamb of God 
the Son of God. Jesus is all of that. So I said, this is a tale of two kinsmen. These men who were related by blood, but one was meant to point to the other. John, he minimized himself. He said, it's not about me. It's not, I'm nobody special. It's all about Jesus. And he pointed the way to Jesus. He said, Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He said, Jesus is the Son of God, that one who was that pre-incarnate Word who lived from all eternity with the Father, who was God, who made all things. He was the Son of God. There is all the difference of the world between John and Jesus. We need to follow the example of John here. John said, it wasn't about me. It's about Jesus. We are not to point to ourselves and try to get glory for ourselves, but we point all the glory back to Jesus. We want Him to receive all the glory. Him to receive all the praise we talk about glory, well, what is glory? It's the credit. It's the credit that's due. It's the praise that's due. When we do something that's good, we want someone to pat us on the back and tell us what a good job we've done. But here, John says, all the glory be to Christ. None for ourselves. We don't need anybody to pat us on the back and tell us what a good job we've done. All the glory should be given to Christ alone. To God be the glory, great things He has done. Who loved He the world that He gave His, his Son. Who yielded His life in atonement for sin. And opened the life gate that all may go in. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. John came as a witness pointing to Jesus. And we are the same way. We come as a witness and we point to Jesus, the Messiah. We tell people about the Lamb of God who takes away our sin. The one way that we can receive forgiveness from all of our sins. And it's not about making ourselves better cleaning ourselves up, but it's about a lamb that was slain, a sacrifice that we don't work to achieve. We trust in the sacrifice that was paid for us. So let us be a people that gives glory to God. Let us be a people who looks to Him, gives praise to Him, honor to Him for all things. Not unto us, but unto His name be all glory and all praise and all honor. Thank you for listening to this message from Woburn Baptist Church. For more information, please visit us at www.wilburnbaptistchurch.org or you can also like us on Facebook.